Hey there, and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. This podcast is all about providing clarity, insight, and encouragement for life and mission. And my name is Aaron Santemeyer, and I'm going to be your host. Today, I just want to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. This is a day that a lot of we get a lot of honor, we get a lot of celebration. And I invited um, Jeff Zog to be with us on the podcast today. And Jeff is probably one of the most intentional fathers I know. When you hear him talk about his wife, you hear him talk about his daughters. The love for them um, just kind of exudes from him. And uh, the intentionality uh, by which Jeff approaches fatherhood, and recognizing the responsibility and the honor that we have um, spiritually, emotionally, physically to create a safe place for our families to thrive. And really appreciate um, Jeff being on with us today. We get to hear about some of the events he organizes, um, the challenges of those, and um, how it creates it allows men to form communities and go on a mission together and a purpose. And really appreciated Jeff um, being on the podcast. Do ask you to continue to send in your questions for Back Channel with Foth. That's where we get to sit down with Dick Foth and go over. Um, I curate the questions and we pair those with episodes that they the questions kind of um, mesh with. And so it's always a fun time to have uh, Dick on the podcast. And you can put those. Uh, I send those to me in my email. I put that in the um show notes, and you can go ahead and send those to me, and we'll curate them, we'll get them on. So, well, once again, I just want to wish you happy Father's Day, and uh, just to say, there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Greetings and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. So excited to be here with a new friend who's in Florida. I'm in Nairobi, Jeff Zog. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Thrilled to be joining your podcast community and uh, yeah, excited for the conversation. And thankful for our friend, Kevin Harris, who who connected us and uh, always great to have friends that connect with friends and share friends. So I want to give a shout out to Kevin for connecting us. Jeff, will you go ahead and just maybe share a little bit about yourself before we jump into to some, some conversational questions? For sure. Uh, and first, again, just grateful to get to talk about this topic to yeah. the amazing people that you serve. So I'm a dad uh, times four. So I have four okay. little girls, uh, nine, six, four, and one. Wow. And my wife and I, we've been married almost 17 years. And for the last year and a half, we live in an RV traveling the country. So we haven't gone global at all with the mission <laughs> in the RV, but but we're traveling the country around this mission of intentional fatherhood and, and helping with our fathers for the fatherless events. So I, wow. I'm a former business guy. I turned pastor, turned uh, fatherhood ministry, podcaster, event director. So uh, the, there's maybe more to share, but I, I truly love my wife. I love yeah. my girls. And I've told them at any point, if dad awesome, this mission you're going after makes you less uh, awesome as yeah. a, not perfect, but awesome yeah. as a father who's engaged and loving and going after their hearts. Yeah. I say, you can hit the button anytime, eject, and I'll <laughs> step out of ministry because you can't, you can't win here and lose there. So that's sure. my, my heart is on the home front first, but yeah. then encouraging dads beyond. That's awesome. So what's it like living on the, in an RV on the road with, with four young girls? So it is, uh, in, it's, it's amazing. We're grateful. Huh. I mean, so many, like so many, the people we've met, the places, um, the experiences we've had, like 
we don't travel from vacation spot to vacation spot or national okay. park to national park. We travel from friends to friends. Like it's all relationship based why we travel, but it's also, it's the hardest thing we've done yet. So in 17 hmm. years of marriage, my wife and I, last night, we looked at each other and we're like, why we had to remind ourselves, like, why are we doing this? Like hmm. what? Because it was like, it's truly both the relational side of like, we meet amazing people and then we grieve saying goodbye. Hmm. We meet amazing people. But then also we have to step up in our marriage more than, uh, if we're on the home front and had other people around the right. campfire in our living room, sure. church community that's close and consistent yeah. and for a long haul, uh, I actually have to bring less strength and emotional care and mm. prayer for my wife if I'm on the home front because she has great friends. Right. But because we're on the road, I have to bring way more of that. And sure. often... I miss it. I mean, often, like we look at each other, I'm like, I'm not able to bring. And uh, that's where there's a lot of on our knees, a lot of prayer, a lot yeah. of like, God, are you sure you're having us do this? Because it's hard, <laughs> but yeah. we we are sure. We're sure he has us in this for now. And you said you've been doing it for 18 months? Yeah, we did take a four-month break back in Minnesota last summer. Okay. So I say it's six months. Now we're about six months into a nine-month tour. So it's not a permanent, permanent, like full-time family yeah, in the that's, RV, but that's, it's, that's it's pretty, pretty long time. That's per, I was going to say, that's pretty that's, permanent to me, um, yeah. for sure, for sure. So you said you, in the, in the business world, then you served some time as a pastor, and then you've launched out into that awesome. Can you just kind of share the Genesis story and maybe... I think what would be very interesting to hear is just how God's laid that on your heart and then then the courage to leave, you know, or move from pastoral ministry, maybe a more stable thing, into this ministry of Dad Awesome and just the courage of it. Would you be willing to yeah. share that? Happy to share. So I, uh, the the whole from business, it was a very entrepreneurial business, kind of in a okay. startup uh, incubator into pastoring was only God. And it was hmm. my first day as a pastor. It was my first day as a dad. So I wow. uh, literally, our baby was born my first Sunday <laughs> and I missed, I missed my first two Sundays because I was uh, playing dad on the home front. So it was crazy how he reorchestrates. God's like, nope, yeah. this is the chapter pastoring. Yeah. Never very afraid to ever like someone calling me a pastor. I was like super fearful, but God said this, he led us into that. And that chapter, uh, then he led it from campus pastor, groups pastor into hmm children's ministry, which was never a part of my trajectory professionally. Okay. Like I was never, never thinking children's <laughs> ministry, but there was a great need. Our children's pastors, uh, his wife died tragically, four little kids, mm -hmm. and there was a void. We needed someone to step into in, interim leadership. And sure. uh, the interim leadership turned into four and a half years of children's wow. ministry for me. And I, I realized huge passion for men, huge passion for discipleship. Here I am a rookie dad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I realized from that moment, uh, there's, there's a huge void in our church and in most of my friends' churches, my mentors' churches, uh, serving men, discipling men, but specifically young dads. We have new families attend every week, but we weren't giving them anything to help. And I didn't have any tools to help. Sure. And I even saw the pie chart of the pie chart of like my areas of intentionality of maybe uh, physical fitness or finances or, or um, you know, the areas of professional or leadership, or I actually did not even have a, 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 a portion of that growth metrics hmm. that was around fatherhood. It wasn't, I wasn't reading books, wasn't listening to podcasts, never went to a conference, never was part of a small group like that. That portion, yeah. and uh, and and one one day a friend asked. I had a four year old and a one year old at the time. He said, uh, "What are you doing to stay intentional about being a dad?" And I actually looked at him, and because he observed that I was intentional, I was okay. playful, 
Yeah. And my eyes were shining because I loved being a dad. I did yeah. love it. Yeah. But I was not adding any intentionality. And then, hmm. so the next morning I filled up an Evernote uh, like file with ideas. How could I be more intentional? How could I be? And I started looking for resources hmm. and I was looking beyond myself because I was a pastor. I was looking beyond myself. And I found actually very little that like wow. really resonated. I was like, there, there are some amazing fatherhood ministries, but I, sure. I found very little. So I said, let's do an experiment. 10 weeks, I'll, I'll record 10. Uh, they were videos, not even podcasts. It was, it was videos of me reflecting out to ways I want to be more intentional. Shared okay. them with my friends. I was off of social media that entire year. This is back in 2018. We just celebrated five years of the ministry. I was wow. so grateful. Um, so I shared 10 episodes. I had nothing left to say on the topic of fatherhood. <laughs> I was like, I have, in fact, I felt like I was sharing things that I was really struggling and not at all achieving. So I was like, I got nothing else to say, but I started interviewing like you do, like, yeah. like Aaron, like you're doing right now, asking right. me questions. I just, I fell in love with the, um, the weekly, hmm. the, not the craft, but the rhythm of mentoring that I received and the people that said yes was crazy. And it was hmm. a, it was a hidden for like 30 episodes. It was a hidden that wasn't public and Apple podcast directory. It was just like right. for my friends, for my right. church, for my friends, for my church, yeah. for myself, really. Sure. It was for myself. And then when our third child was born, our third daughter, um, I had two weeks of um, dad time at home helping my wife. And I took all the content and flipped the switch to that. This is now a public um, yeah. resource for dads that I've never met are listening now to these wow. podcasts. And here 266 weeks later, every Thursday morning, we drop an episode. So that the backstory is truly a dad who needed help. That dad is yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. And then I just... The, the, I'm just going to keep going after it, keep going after it. And there was some testimonies that fueled along the way. And then our church helped launch me out full time. And there's another movement called Fathers for the Fatherless that allowed it to go full time. And there's more to the story, but the Genesis story is uh, a dad who thought he loved being a dad. I still love being a dad yeah. with uh, no tools and resources now to I've learned I've learned a tremendous amount. I'm only implementing, I feel like I'm implementing little slivers and I'm still stumbling my way through fatherhood, but with a, with a whole lot more um, voices wow, in the mix. Awesome. And so you mentioned you, you guys are on the road and living on the road and the challenge of that, of moving from one place to another. I think that really resonates with me in the audience in the sense that uh, many of us are, are missionaries serving around the world. You don't necessarily have, you're going to plant the church where... And sometimes very hostile environments where you don't necessarily have people around you to model, encourage you in fatherhood. And sometimes, honestly, father, it can be it can be a challenge. You know, you're just trying to get through the day. You're living in a difficult environment. Can you just share what it some of the lessons you've learned is uh, I'm going off script here, but lessons you've learned about being on the road and being a father and a husband in an environment where you don't necessarily have a support mechanism around you for that time? Yeah, the metaphor of anchors. We have these strong sure. friend anchors that held us like firm. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. And it forced us to put our anchor so much more on our Heavenly Father. Mm, uh, like being on the road, like we to be anchored. So my wife and I, we really fight for this of like me fighting to like give her that time to spend with Jesus each day yes. and her fighting for that time for me to spend with Jesus. And it requires lack of sleep, waking up early. It requires like, Hey, I've got dinner tonight. I'm going to do dinner with the four girls. You go take a walk at sunset. Yeah. Like, uh, so we have a, a rhythm of daily and a rhythm of monthly taking a prayer day once a month mm -hmm. to look back 30 days forward, 30 days. And like those, like 
trying to like anchor in on like, we're good. Uh, even if it feels like things are shaking and there's RV issues and, and we had a campsite who the neighbors were crazy with the RV next door, like <laughs> we're good. We're good because, uh, we have a really good God who, yeah. who's with us. So that's, that's one example. Um, I, I really think, uh, we need to, to, to not be our, each other's only strength. And this is, mm. this is part of where we miss it all the time is, is like, we go back to like looking to each other to, to mm. meet like, like, my like my well being is anchored on. Does my my wife Michelle do this and this and this for right. me? And uh, that's been um, back. We I see which trajectory we move back into that. And then we like, oh yeah, let's get our eyes back on where our hope is found, not sure. in the amazing best friend that I have on the road. But yeah, um, yeah that, those are a few like top of mind rhythms that anchor. And uh, it's we're still learning as we go, but yeah. we believe God's called us. Oh, this would be the one other thing is remembrance. Is a hmm. principle as we leave each place. So as we left uh, Austin, Texas, as we left San Diego, as we left Utah, like as we drive away, we make a list of all the ways we saw God, and we use our photos from our phones to yeah. to help with this. And we make a list. We write it, handwrite a list, and then we take a picture of it. So we have the, all these digitally now. These lists of like, oh, we saw God here and here wow. and here. And remember when God brought us these friends that we did we never met before, and now look look at the life and the joy that we got from those people and this church that we found. And I mean, this morning I had three things happen this morning that will be on our list of remembrance. So so mm -hmm. writing it down is almost like forming a bit of an altar, right? The same yeah. like, look what God did. So that that'd be yeah. the other one that I'd mention. Yeah. And you said you love being a father. Um, what are some things you love about being a father? Because you light up as soon as you, you mention "I love being a father." I, the people, the audience don't they don't get to they don't get to see your face, but your sure. face lights up. And as you said, you do have a, you have a shine when you talk about being a father. You you light up and you can see it in your eyes. So, what are some things you love about being a father? I I loved it when I was a young dad and didn't know much of what I was doing. And I, I loved it then. I love it now. Yeah. I, I, I love each of my four girls for all specific reasons that I won't mm -hmm. go after all the specific things. Um, I love the reminder to be a child. So my, my girls, they're taking in the sunset this morning, you know, mm -hmm. they're the dance party last night or, uh, about two weeks ago, my, um, my four-year-old wrote a song and wow. we've been singing it ever since. And we grabbed the guitar and we put yeah. it to music. And like, so when I mentioned being a child, I just think the, the stresses, the, uh, performance base, the things that like the world moves, we drift in that direction yeah. is not childish. We don't in childish in the best kind of way is what I'm talking yeah, about. Like, sure. I, I think being a dad helps me drift, uh, fight the drift, swim up mm. current to the true playful in receive mode, man, I get like, like, it's like, there are so many good gifts around us. We are gifts to each other. Like the places we are gifts, like the, like, can you believe we get to do this? This like, that's what's in their eyes. And it's contagious to me as their dad, hmm. if I'm not too much in a hurry. And that's the, again, all of a sudden I'm hustling. I'm trying to get work done. I'm like going this way and I'm out of dad mode. That's being a dad, like a child. So yeah. that's my, that's what I love. I love when they pray. I love like the simplicity of their prayers. I love, um, I mean, my youngest one-year-old, almost two now, she's like snuggle, nuggle. She like, like just, I really, there's so many aspects to dad life that I love, but I, uh, um, 
those are a few of them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you talked about your podcast. Can you share? You said you've been doing it, every, launching new episodes every Thursday, and we'll put um, links to that here um, in the show notes Thanks. so people have access to that. And then maybe just share a little bit about that, and maybe maybe two or three things that you've learned. You've you've done a lot of interviews, a lot of conversations. It's probably hard to narrow it down to say two or three things, but are some things just come off the top of your head? Yeah, the podcast has been an ongoing drip, the best kind of drip, right? Yeah. Of just like wisdom, ideas, wisdom, ideas. And it's almost impossible for me to like say, this is this is my takeaways. I've sure. implemented these things. But at, on a macro level, sure. uh, a few things that I'm like, I know I'm, I'm calibrating more in this direction because of the podcast. And one of them is just like the golden retriever effect of like, stay mm. faithful, mm. stay faithful, stay in it. The golden retriever is going to just keep bringing love day yeah. after day, right? The gold, yeah. golden retriever dogs, that's what they're known for. And, and, and I've just found that like staying in it, staying mm. faithful, going after it, getting rid of perfection, being the goal. Actually, I think the best thing about dogs is they're not trying to be perfect. They're not even <laughs> thinking. They're not thinking about how they're perceived. They're just like, come Very give me true. some love. Come give me some love. And I, I do think that side of just the weekly cadence of a podcast every week has yeah. made me just remember the, hey, stay after it, stay after it, stay faithful, keep coming mm -hmm. back for for more, um, like the golden retriever. The other like big picture thing is, is actually to remember the big picture. So it's a mm -hmm. distance game. Okay. Uh, dad life is way more distance than a sprint. And so I don't have any metrics this month, this quarter, last six months of, did I, am I actually moving the needle in the right direction? Like I, I've tried to create the dad awesome dashboard of like, how do I know? How do I know? And I've tried sure. a few passes at this and it's so there, every child is so unique. Every dad is so unique all of us, like, it's just like, Remember, it's a distance game. Remember, mm -hmm. like, like, think about my four girls. I think about and I pray for their four husbands. Mm -hmm. I imagine four. I actually have a spreadsheet that that plugs in the ages of my girls, and then if they all get married when they're twenty five, and if they all have their first child when they're thirty, um, I, I go out one hundred and thirty years to the fourth wow. generation of, and if they all have three kids generations forward, sure. there's like 380 wow. uh, descendants that will be part of like Michelle and me, like our legacy is so yeah. much. So that's the distance game is like yeah. truly how are we launching not with perfection, but like feeling the love of God, feeling that they have a purpose. And then what kind of man are they going to marry someday? And then what yeah. kind of family are they going to create? And we can't manipulate all this, but like the distance game is a huge, a lot of my guests in the podcast have helped bring perspective to it. it's a distance mm -hmm. game. Wow. And, and as you, you mentioned that we live in such a fast paced world that it's so easy to get focused just what's in front of us and the idea of what that distance game, um, it seems to go countercultural, I think, to the world we live in, at least in the present time, um, that, that distance. So game. true. So, so great reminder that idea then of, you know, we, I don't think fatherhood and being a father is getting easier, um, is at least in the culture we live in today. Any words of wisdom you, for fathers t today as, as we kind of, the culture that we live in, at least in America, seems to be moving away from, uh, or not as biblical as it maybe it was in the past. Maybe that's judgmental from a boy from West Virginia. I don't know if that is, <laughs> is fair or not. But it, it does seem like fatherhood, it's not getting easier. Maybe that's my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, any, any thoughts on that uh, as you see fatherhood changing? You started, you said, in 2018 with the podcast. You've seen changes. Any changes? Changes you're seeing and challenges you think that, um, yeah, that we're running up against? Yeah, the distractions feel 
more significant. I mean, my, hmm. my dad was distracted. He, uh, you know, the TV was a distraction, but like sure. there wasn't something he had with him all day long, the phones sure. that we carry today. Like, so yeah. I feel like that is for sure. Distractions are real. I, I also like, I just feel like the, the loneliness is, uh, and that was also in our parents' generation though. I think that lonely, yeah. like didn't have a lot of community brotherhood. So I would just kind of echo back that. I think the, uh, the need is, is great. And sure. it's not the, we don't, we're, this is not the direction we're going to naturally go of bringing yeah. intentionality. Um, in fact, we, we did create after maybe three years of dad awesome, we created a simple framework. So maybe, okay. maybe this, uh, this helps to share it now. Uh, yeah. Just, we call it the adding life to the dad yeah, life just to help give some buckets or some like legs yeah. to the stool of, and, and this maybe would be a tool that, uh, any of your listeners, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad or an uncle who's playing a dad role. It doesn't matter. Like these are four areas that, um, we could do a little self-assessment and take some time just journaling out, like, how is it going in this area? So four areas that, that I think it's the pathway of becoming dad awesome is what we say. Okay. So, so, and then it spells out life real simply. Uh, the L is I'm loved by God. So it's hmm. identity as a loved son of God. Hmm. Um, that's where it starts. And in yeah. like how much we experience love from our heavenly father, we use the waterfall story of like when a dad steps under a waterfall, uh, if his kids are anywhere in proximity, it's going to like be, they're going to get hit with the mist or the sprinkles sure. of like the water's going to go off of him and hit his kids. And yeah. that's the best. It's the best. So experience the love of God is the L I is intentionality. So many facets of living with intentionality from how we spend our money to our time, to uh, the pursuit, to our eyes, like these things all matter to, to be an intentional dad. And so many things can be said under intentionality, but the, uh, the F so I'm a love son of God. I live with intentionality. Uh, I am free. The area of freedom, many, many dads enter fatherhood with wounds or mm. areas that are unresolved or just like they didn't have a dad that modeled it for them. So we wanted mm. to see a generation of dads walk in freedom so that yeah. we pass on love instead of pain to our kids. Absolutely. And that's, there's counseling involved with that. There's, there's, I mean, so many of the things the world is coming after us to, uh, I mean, Satan wants a generation of dads to live bound up, not live free. Mm. But that's now good. when dads live free, it affects generations to come. And then the last one is I enjoy my kids, which Aaron, I appreciate you, you mentioned this about my eyes shining and yeah. loving being a dad, like dads who love, who see the role as a gift, man, it's a gift. It's not a get through the season. It's like, no, truly I get to do this. And it's a wow. gift that I get to be a dad. So it's wrapped in the framework of what God spoke over Jesus on his baptism. Yeah. You are my loved son. It starts there with mm -hmm. identity. And then in you, I am well-pleased. It ends with pleasure and uh, it ends with delight. It ends with shiny eyes of like, I get to do this. I enjoy my kids. So that, that framework is something that I feel like takes all the learnings from 266 episodes of the podcast <laughs> and says like they all fit into one of those four categories, all the bits of wisdom that we've gathered. Wow. And so two questions that come off that freedom. Um, maybe, as you said, maybe there's somebody, a father listening in and they didn't necessarily have a model of a father or they're struggling. They've brought things in. Just any thoughts on that, on on a direction maybe that a father like that, what what they can do or direction they can go, because they want to be they want to be the father maybe they never had or maybe they yeah. they have wounds from their father they don't want to repeat that, but it's sometimes we can if that's that's yeah. what we what we've seen any any words of wisdom on that in that area. For sure. So Deuteronomy thirty nineteen says, "I've set before you life or death." 
blessings or curses. Hmm. Now choose life so that hmm. you and your children may live. So I actually ask dads to imagine a child being harmed. Okay. It's the worst thing to like pause with a group of guys and say, imagine one of your kids or, you know, a niece or nephew or like a kid being harmed. Hmm. Imagine that. And like the anger that starts to swell up, like sure. we will. Yeah. I mean, out this window, if, if I saw a kid being harmed, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving you here alone in this podcast. I'm going <laughs> like, right. We, we, we are willing to take courageous action when sure. someone's harmed. So that verse says set before you life or death. Like we have the option to pass on death and pain and destruction to our kids. Hmm. Like, and we will, if we don't actually resolve and experience freedom from sure. like, that is what will happen naturally is we'll pass on pain and we and kids will be harmed that are our kids or grandkids because of decisions we make or life. Like that's the option is we actually can step in, not perfection, yeah. but we step into, no, I've chosen the path of life. Uh, and so my encouragement is, man, we all get this choice. Those matter if we had amazing dad or a dad who was not absent or a hurtful dad we all have to make the choice for our kids and grandkids and it's a decision point that i want to just elevate the seriousness of this decision that we make every single day it's not a make once we hmm. choose every day if we're going to live and choose life or death blessings or curses so um practically that dad can can speak blessings, can speak life, can speak promises. And it's so easy to find these like truths sure. uh, in our Bible of like, I can speak these, I can bless my kids, I can, I can step in. Um, but part of it is going into our story. Um, yeah. Our stories are like amazing gifts, no hmm. matter what's in our story. The, the word by the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony, we yeah. will overcome. So your story is not an accident and God is not pleased with some of the hurt. And I mean, just a quick side, like my dad, uh, he went to heaven three years ago, but hmm. I, I released episode one of dad awesome. And the next day he rushed to the hospital with brain cancer and lung cancer. And, oh, uh, the next day after episode one, episode 100 launched and the next day my dad went home to heaven so we we the 100 years or 100 not years 100 weeks 100 yeah. weeks the first 100 episodes uh it was a healing journey with my dad from some hard stuff we got to yeah. process through it and he came to me and asked for repentance and i asked him to pray a double blessing over me and like the gift of this ministry was founded on uh, pain, hmm. but also deep healing hmm. and, and the trajectory I believe in the dad's impacted. My dad is a part of the story of every dad that's impacted by dad. Awesome. My dad was dad. Awesome. Uh, I experienced some pain for my dad and some things that he didn't step into with intentionality, but man, what a gift I can take the gift portions, uh, which is so much of my dad. And I can, I can gift that forward to my girls. So, so I just want to remind every guy like counseling, so valuable, um, mentors to pray with so valuable reflecting through our own stories, our stories, uh, there's power there that we can yeah. pay, pay forward. The courage to, you talked about that time with your father, the courage to, to have those conversations, to walk through that. At least, you know, I lead groups of, of men. I think our a tendency for a man is to avoid those conversations and to is to move away from those conversations rather than engage in the intentionality that you're talking about. Can you just speak to the courage it took to have those conversations with your dad? And, and, and you shared the blessing that it has been, but was there some tension? Maybe, hey, it's just easier to avoid this than it is to have the conversation? Or is that a fair question? 
Yeah, it's a really fair question. And part of it, he initiated, which okay. is such a gift in yeah. his, uh, in his battling of cancer. He initiated some of okay. that. So grateful, yeah. so grateful. And he, he apologized for things that were, so he actually had, and a lot of guys don't get that gift of a hundred yeah. weeks with their sure. dad. And I, I got that gift yeah. and we, we actually, I, I spoke at his funeral and, mm. and his celebration service. And the theme was paradise to paradise. Cause my dad used to always say just another day in paradise paradise, uh, huh. up in Northern Wisconsin. And, okay. <laughs> and he experienced fractional paradise. We all did. And he actually helped people experience fractional paradise, which is mm. a gift. Heaven yeah. come like we get to see and we get to look for bits of heaven every day. And those yeah. conversations with my dad were painful, but they were fractional. Like that is a fraction, a little sliver of like the wholeness and the healing and what, what he's now experiencing in heaven. So, so, um, part of it though, was proximity. Like I needed to get to in proximity to my dad and my okay. wife supported as a young dad. And it was a, it was a, about a four and a half hour drive from our house up to Wisconsin. Okay. And I, I probably was gone for a month of those, mm. uh, of those hundred weeks. I was probably gone for a whole month of time mm. that I left our family and my little girls and went and spent time with my dad. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I, I just really put a lot of emphasis on time with him, mm. um, during those, uh, doctor appointments and sure. trials and all the thing. So that's what I would encourage is, is proximity. It might, the painful thing might be to fly your family, go spend time with a, a dad who maybe there's, there's um, some, some right. tough stuff in the past. So get into proximity yeah. with an openness to what, what might God do. And then the other thing is if your dad's already, um, already in heaven or already is not with you or you can't be with him. I did write a letter to my dad and uh, I encourage this to every guy, write a letter to your dad. And the first page is look like, dad, you got these things right. Thank hmm. you. And this was encouraged by um, a podcast guest, John Tyson, encouraged writing this letter. The first half is, dad, you got this right. Thank you so much. And I listed it with a lot of um, specificity. Then the second side is, dad, these were, these were painful things. These were hard. Uh, this, this hurt me. And the second half of the letter, um, we, my dad and I did talk through that side because wow. and I, I wrote the letter after he passed away, but we had already talked through these things, but I still wrote it on the letter. I actually, I transcribed the letter onto a big rock, like the size of my laptop. And huh. I swam, I swam the rock to the middle of our lake a year after my dad passed away. And I actually, um, it, the most prayerful, hardest swim of my life. Cause it's very hard to swim with a large, like 20 pound rock. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. Um, but imagine, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. And nobody knew. I didn't tell any of my family. I just snuck away and swam this rock to the middle of the lake and I dropped it. And as I dropped it, I just like the joy and the peace that flooded into my heart. Cause it was truly like the last last moment of like, now it's just all thankfulness to my dad. Cause I truly let go of any of that baggage. And so, uh, I'm not encouraging all you guys to write on a huge rock, uh, but, <laughs> and I can't but, swim to a middle of a lake. I know uh, that so maybe think so, about, but I can't, I couldn't swim. So, yes. <laughs> but, um, the intent, so that reality, you just encourage men then to write on the first page and then write on the second page. And then should they have those, comp should they bring that to prayer before they bring it to their father or should they do it after their father passes or yeah, that's, that's fascinating. I think it is a discerning, maybe with some um, some friends or sure. mentors or a pastor to really discern, is this a letter to bring to my dad or to mail to my dad or to walk through with my dad? I think in most cases, um, if there's if there's division, 
a letter is not going to cause more division in most cases. Um, so I, I would encourage, and I, I try to remember now from, um, again, John Tyson, who wrote the book, the intentional father, he's the one that talked about a letter to his dad and how it, it was when his dad was alive. And, um, I, I just think, man, the gift of step closer to the pain so that you might experience that miracle. Uh, I, I'm always for that, but do it with discernment. Sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So I'm looking at you and you have a, a shirt on that says fathers for the fatherless. Can you, can you, and I did some uh, checking on researching about it and uh, it sounds exciting. Got to saw, see you on bikes riding. Um, I'm, I used to be a runner. Now I'm a jogger and it's getting slower um, by the day as I get older, but yeah, share with us about fathers for the fatherless and uh, yeah, kind of the Genesis story of that too. So I never had in my heart, like, what if I could start a uh, event-based organization that raises money for other nonprofits? Like the sure. idea of like rally and then cycling, like yeah. I never had worn cycling <laughs> gear. I never worn spandex. Like this was not at all a part of like, I want to do this when I grow up. <laughs> like, uh, but here's what we found a year into dad. Awesome. In the church that I served, there was still about half the guys in the church that we're not interested in joining a small group to talk about being an intentional dad. There's a mm. lot of guys that because of stuff we've already been talking about, freedom areas, like there's or just preference of like, hey, my personality, it's hard to sit and talk about sure. being an intentional dad. But if you invite the men of your church, the men in your community uh, to let's go do a really hard thing for fatherless kids. Let's okay. go do a mission that is that is epic and hard and in a team. It's not by yourself. Okay. Uh, so, so where it started was a hundred mile bike ride. And we, for wow. four straight years, have invited guys to ride their bike 100 miles for the fatherless. And okay. we ask guys to, to sign up, to wear the spandex, to ride. We've done 13 <laughs> rides now. Um, and and the the guys check a box saying, I'll, I'll attempt to fundraise $750 for local and global partners who directly okay. serve the fatherless. So they don't raise money for Dad Awesome or for my salary. They sure. raise money. We get to prayerfully pick partners who are directly serving the fatherless. And uh, and we have amazing partners. And we've, we've now seen just about $700,000 come in for the fatherless wow. uh, over these. So we're actually... We we average over a thousand per guy is what they fundraise. Wow. We gamify it. We teams, you know, guys like a challenge in the oh, challenge yeah, for sure. Bike, biking a hundred is a challenge, but fundraising <laughs> is also a challenge. We don't <laughs> shame anybody, but we gamify it as teams. And, um, the, the guy, the, what the guys realized is it takes about 10 weeks to train for a hundred hmm. mile bike rides. So they're actually, they're joined with a ride team. They're struggling. A lot of their kids are seeing, man, that's the hardest thing my dad has ever done. Um, you know, these young kids, my daughter who's nine, like she watched me, she's like, she's seeing and cheering for dad doing a hard thing, but not for a personal checklist. The kids are seeing their dads do it for a great cause. And churches have partnered and we've done them now all over, all over the country. We had a guy ride in Spain, a guy ride in Mexico this year. So we, uh, we've seen this catch we're adding next week. We're doing, uh, so at the end of February, probably after or before this, this airs the, uh, fathers for the father, Spartan. We're doing a, hmm. a six mile, 25 obstacle Spartan obstacle course wow. race as a team. And, uh, that will be harder for me than doing a bike ride. I've got okay. the, the hundred miles I've figured out now, but okay. the Spartan and the amount of burpees, 30 burpees for every failed <laughs> obstacle. And I mean, in the grip strength for this, this tall guy, like, so, so we're doing that. And then we have a triathlon team as well. That's doing triathlons, um, mostly in the upper mid Midwest, uh, this wow. year. So, so we're adding it's, it's, 
challenge-based, team-based um, for men. It doesn't, you don't have to be a dad for any man, 18 or older, that, that cares about the fatherless and wants to do something about it. So that's that's our mission. And that's why we're traveling in the RV. I, I flew away from my little girls to New York. And that's the only event I've done without my daughters. I flew okay. out there. Every other event, we have RV'd as a family and gone wow. to the events together. So I, I just don't want to be... I, don't, I didn't want to be a dad who flies away from his girls sure. to to encourage intentional fatherhood and and help in the area of fatherlessness while I leave my four girls fatherless yeah, for the long weekend. Good. And yeah. so that's why we're traveling and uh, we'll see what it becomes, but it's yeah. a ride that I never expected. And the shiny eyes pain actually can, can infuse shiny eyes. So by hmm. suffering, some of these guys suffering causes them to realize, oh no, I've been, my ladder has been against the wrong building. I've been putting all this focus over here and success is not up that wall. Actually, there's another greater success. So that's the mm. kind of, the metaphor of you know, make sure your ladder, if you're climbing it, is up against the right building, right? Um, the, the guys have at the end of the ride gone and met their dad for the first time. They've had no relationship with their dad and they realize, oh no, I am living as if I was fatherless and I could actually have courage and courage that's in, informed by riding hundred miles to go start a relationship with my own dad. Wow. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty beautiful. Some of the testimonies oh, out of, man. out of bike riding with spandex. It, it's, it sounds, and I, I saw the spandex and uh, that takes another level of courage. Um, I just, so doing it in groups, what if, what's the the value and importance you've seen of guys coming to – I love the idea. I say often if you can get guys around the campfire, whatever that is, whether it's a book, whether it's a, a meal or something, it, you're right. I don't, I've never found guys just want to sit, sit around and maybe pour their guts out um, to each other. But this idea of doing it together, what are, I assume that they're not all bikers and they have gif, different levels of biking and that. Yeah, this, just some thoughts on – the intentionality of saying, Hey, we're going to do this in groups. Yeah. The it's vulnerable to start a new sport with the mechanical mm. side of a bicycle and the expense side. Like, so, so yeah. we already have moved about half our guys are not cyclists when they join. Okay. I'm still in the category of learning how to change a tire, learning how to take care of my bike. Like, so, so that brings a level of vulnerability is sure. the, I've never done this. Some of the vulnerability comes from fundraising. I've never okay. fundraised for a cause before. Okay. And that's, that's vulnerable. Yeah. Um, biking hundred miles and maybe failing on a training yeah. ride. I can't finish this training ride. I got to call a family member to pick me up. That's vulnerable, failing. Yeah. Um, all this vulnerability, a lot of people forge into new areas alone hmm. as an independent. I'm doing this alone because I, I don't want to have other people see me fail. Wow, that's good. It's, it's, that's the common way to enter new challenges is to do it solo. Hmm. And we've, we're breaking that. We're like, no, like we're together going to see you um, move through this area of vulnerability or weakness, or I'm nervous. And uh, then the joy compounds like, like, yeah. so, so we love seeing our ride teams finish together. No one rides by themselves. No one, okay. even the Spartan, we'll see how it goes. It's our first one, but we're going to make sure there's never someone in our Jersey yeah. by themselves. Like we are, we are a team based. We don't leave someone behind. And that, that actually for the strong competitors, it's hard to stay with your team because these <laughs> guys sure. want to go, they want to go. Yeah. So that's actually another area of vulnerability is I'm not setting any PR. Like I, I am, I am for the team. Yeah. And so, so we just believe that like, God has wired us to be in brotherhood. Hmm. We need brothers. And we've changed. Like I have a friend who walks into church. His entire framework is different because he sees a dozen other guys that they shared an experience. Um, and the, the, the depth of friendship, even if he's never looked him in the eyes and had a conversation, he's always been side by side. Yeah. 
Um, his church experience has completely changed because now he has friends who did something significant together. They yeah. went there to the depths of like pushing themselves physically. Sure. And, uh, and it used to be his wife had all the friends and he just went because his wife went to church. And now he's wow. like, no, I'm a part of a mission. And I have brothers who did the same mission with me. And it's part of their identity now. Yeah. And as you said, the, the vulnerability part of it too. And um, it's, it's if, if you do something and you don't succeed and nobody sees it, well, I guess you suffer, you suffer with the, sh- you know, the, the, at least for me, Hidden. the, the yeah. feelings that, you know, I started writing a book. If I, you know, if I didn't finish it, no one knew I was writing a book. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. But if, you know, if you, once you tell other people that, and the vulnerability of that, and I don't think that's necessarily natural for men to want to do it, but True. Your intentionality uh, and the thought that's went behind it is uh, is phenomenal on all these different levels. Somebody's listening in, Dad Awesome. We'll put the show link um, for the podcast. How can they learn more? How can they be in contact um, with you, Jeff? Yeah, thanks for putting those links in. Uh, Instagram is something that we do share pretty pretty ongoing. Okay. So it's at Fathers for the Fatherless and okay. at Dad Awesome. So the okay. real just the names of the two ministries we we share kind of updates and new new opportunities and the websites are linked from there. So that's easy. Uh, I, I more than anything though, I, I'm not asking your listeners to come do anything that sure. we're doing. Uh, my main encouragement for everyone listening is do something hmm. and invite others along. As hmm. as I've traveled across the country and hosted Dad Awesome meetups and I gather with guys from uh, in various locations, from horse pastures to fire pits to beaches. I've, I've gathered with men. And often when I ask them, hey, when was the last time someone invited you to do something um, hmm. ar- around helping others, around learning to be an intentional dad, around any of these, anything? Like when, it, when did someone invite you into something of significance? And people are not being invited and hmm. people are not willing to go first. Like dads, men, there's so many things that are pulling at us that I just want to encourage you guys. I know we haven't really hit this topic yet, but like if we could just have more men say, I'll go first, I'll invite some guys to, to go on a fishing trip. Hey, I'll invite some guys to go on a mission trip. I'll invite some guys to ride their bikes for a cause. I'll invite some guys to do a book study on, on your book, Aaron. Yeah. Like it, they literally, they could do any, just, we need more people that are like, I'll go first. And our mm. kids need to see a dad who says, I'll go first. I'll take ownership. I'll step into the unknown. I'll be vulnerable. I'll invite others. Uh, there's way too little of guys saying, no, no, I'm in. I'll step first. I'll be, I'll pioneer this. And it's not that hard. It's not that hard, but there's <laughs> people live on their heels. Like it just feels like are waiting to be invited or just like, I'm too busy or I'm just going to keep going with the flow. Sure. And we need people to break out of that. And that's part of what we do is just try to give excuses to break out of the, the, like just the rhythm of on ongoing. I do the same things each season. No, like do something and invite people along. Wow. And so invite inviting people along, is that something just in general? Do you go to specific people and ask specific people? How, what does that look like, inviting people on, on into the journey? Yeah. Thanks for being specific uh, in asking for like, how does this actually work? So, so it probably starts with looking at the last 30 people that you sent a text message to. Like, so, so look at who you're already in touch with and have you facilitated any kind of a in-person, it could be a zoom deal. It could be a, let's go do like, have you facilitated pulling people together around anything? Uh, So just, so the classic example, invite some people over for dinner. (laughs) Like, like, like just, it's so good for us to be within proximity of each other to, to learn each other's stories. Um, so, so look at that. Uh, churches is a great example. A lot of churches um, don't have anything for men. You can look on their website. You can ask, they have nothing for men. So if you're part of a church, ask one of your pastors or a leader there, say, Hey, could I, could I just for eight weeks 
do a, do a book study with some guys and promote it to the church and other guys. Like, so the fact that there's not one small group in your small group directory at your church for men or for dads <laughs> is because no one has gone first and said, sure. Hey, I'll do something. I'll do something. And maybe only two people will say yes, yeah. but at least you did something. So that'd yeah. be another framework or an example of how to, how to find the right people. Nah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Jeff, it, you're phenomenal to hang out with. Your, your joy and your passion um, in life and intentionality and for fathers and, and men is palpable. And um, it's been an honor to have you with us. Will you pray for us today that God will use this um, as we shared? God will use our conversation to encourage men to be the fathers He's called them to be, to be intentional as you've shared, to be people that are living in freedom, people that are enjoying being fatherhood. Uh, just all the, the key points that you've shared, it's, it's just been a blessing. Um, you pray for us today. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you know exactly where each of us are at right now. And you know exactly the ways that we stumbled yesterday or this morning. And thank you that you love us unconditionally that you're like so glad that 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 we are your son or your daughter like you're just so glad to say i'm your heavenly father so we just receive that love god we say thank you for your love thank you for pursuing us thank you that you have great plans for us thank you that uh, the dad life though it's very hard uh, though it's uh, intangible you can't like is it making progress or not god you're right there with us and you love us so much and you love when we pass along your love to our kids so God, I just pray for uh, one aha, one like I could do that. Would you just bring that to each of our hearts right now? One area that we could just step in and, and bring a little more intentionality, bring some action. And I, God, I pray that you'd wrap that idea, that action step with hope, with hope from heaven, that you would just remind us, oh, there's lots of hope. I'm for you. God, we believe that you're for us. So I pray for each person listening, that they would feel your hope. They would feel an idea for action. And God, that it, that it would not be a grind, but stepping into that area would be like, wow, look at the joy surrounding stepping in in that specific point. So God, I pray for friendships. I pray for um, your voice to be amplified in each person's life who's listening. And I pray, God, that you would just remind us over and over that we are loved sons of God. We are loved daughters of God. You are for us. So we receive that and we step into all that you have for us. And we pray you'd bless Aaron. Thank you for the work that he's doing. Thank you for uh, every single like life that he's touching through his book, through this podcast, through his missions. God, bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 